This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Nice. A new take on a classic. Yeah, it's short and sweet, but ultimately nice and fun to have. It was good to dance to. Yeah, I saw you got up and you were wearing assless chaps and you made that um, booty go clap. And chapless ass. An assless, so. an, ass, an assless chap to show my chapless ass. <laughs> so you mean your your ass is just moist and without chap? Yeah, you don't chap. If there's no chafe, there's no chap, there's no crack. It's all smooth ass. <laughs> do you have a hairless ass or do you have hairs on your ass? I have a hairless ass. No, no hair on the ass. I have a relatively hairless ass, but I feel like there's some hairs on the ass, and then I'll also get zits on my ass. You get oh, where like on the on the cheek, on the, the lower cheek, where the cheek meets the thigh. <laughs> I'll have some on my apple bottom butt, and some on my peach fuzz. Your badonka donk zit. <laughs> So I'll twerk it and make you work it. I'll make you mm. pop that zit, then reverse it. Do you ever make it clap, Blumenfeld? I will. <laughs> so I've tried to make it clap, but it ends up just popping the zits in throw between my ass yeah, cheeks. That's right. Yeah. And and you you look at it, too. I, you, can th- you can throw it back and look <laughs> at it. Yeah, I've dropped the thun thun thun, and then it like mm-hmm. sort of the pus starts trickling down my thighs and my chapped ass. I wonder if that's a cyst instead of a zit. It is. So my cyst, my assistant has your assist. ass has an ass, your ass has a cyst, and that's the assist. <laughs> yeah, my, my assist has assistant, and then that's what sort of pops and pusses every time I make that booty go. Take who that. Wrote, rewind who wrote the back. goddamn theme song? Okay, that's enough. That's enough. This bit's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you did eighty percent of that. <laughs> <laughs> you this said foul. It's more than enough. It's more than enough. Luke's, I want a little bit of freedom. Huh? Uh, Luke says he's a day one listener and he wanted to give a theme song a go. Nothing to plug, but call me anything you'd like. P.S. Go Bills. So thanks, Luke. Go Bills. Hell yeah. Uh, we're back on the Zoom, back in the room, Sunday, mm-hmm. May 24th. Zoom room. You got the virtual background of a protest rally. What is that? 
Yeah, this is an open up Michigan rally that I found online. Cool. And my background is a reopen Huntington Beach rally in which the citizens of this small Orange County town are declaring that they've had enough. Enough mm-hmm. is enough. And they want to get their hairs cut. <laughs> I, you know, I, I agree. I'm frustrated as well. I wouldn't go to a rally. It's, uh, it's not my place. It's not, it's not anyone's fault. You're rallying against a disease. <sighs> Fuck COVID. The disease. <laughs> yeah, I also hate it. I agree. <laughs> it's weird that I kind of, like, I guess I don't think that society should reopen, but I really want it to. Is it weird to want the same thing as these protesters? Yeah, just not the way they go about it. Yeah, the way your methods are wrong. But the end goal is I do agree that society should be open. That's a better way for the world to be. I like So march with us, brother. (laughs) I shouldn't even be here at the rally. (laughs) You're wearing a full hazmat suit. Did you see there was a, a a hairstylist in Missouri that got 90 people infected? Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> so they reopened it on May 12th and he or she, it said the stylist, but I don't know if it was a male or female, was not asymptomatic but rather quite symptomatic, but they powered through and as they oh, cut people's god. hair, of course they would talk, cough, laugh and snort. You have to talk to your barber. So you'll rain down the disease on the patrons, and 90 people got sick, including seven coworkers. So that's what we're was, dealing with. There was a time where they didn't have a, the spritz bottle, so they just sort of chugged a Dasani and, and, and sprayed <laughs> their droplets onto, uh, onto their customers' hair. Yeah, like the blue canister that they used to put the combs in. The barbicide. Yeah, the barbicide works on the comb, but not necessarily on that person's lungs and throat. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Anyway, I could I could go for a haircut right now, but if I did, I would do it outside, and I'd be wearing a mask, and as would my stylist. Your stylist. And actually, my stylist pen would also be wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I didn't know you had a stylist. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> um, all right, this you is the fire you. If you could get a haircut right now, like what would you what would you ask for? The classic, or would you do something a little different now that your hair, now that you've grown it out so much? Yeah, it feels like it feels like a new style could be. We might as well take advantage of it. I found a really good. I was searching for a photo on my computer, and then I found this photo shoot that we did with Headgum um, Mm T-shirts, and it made me miss having a haircut. I had a nice haircut in that, so part of me just wants to like show somebody that photo that I just texted you, and have that cut once again. Maybe a little longer on top. That's a hell of a cut. That's a that's, great cut. That's a hell of a cut. And a long beard. This is like right before, I believe this is right before we went to Australia. Oh, because my beard is super long? Yeah. I remember that that tour in Australia where you had an insanely long beard. And I think like on one of the last days you you went to a barbershop and got it trimmed. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good feeling. It, we took it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This is If I Were You, an advice podcast hosted by me. I'm Amir. And me, Jake. Hi. Uh, got a funny email even before questions of uh, somebody commiserating with my uh, Spectrum Internet woes. Oh, I actually would love an update because there's some there's been some stuff happening, right? Yeah, well, not quite. And I will um, let's read this email and hopefully it'll illuminate um, a few of the strategies that you suggested that yeah, I do. 
Okay, let's hear it. So this uh, is written by a guy named Joel, who uh, lives near me, actually. Joel writes, Hey, Amir, I too was enticed by the seemingly blazing speeds of the AT&T fiber network. You might say I was looking to get a lot more fiber in my diet, but AT&T had hoodwinked me too. I live in Echo Park, near me, and for years, Spectrum had been the only network that could reach my house. But this week, AT&T installed fiber in the area, so I ordered a thousand megabytes from them and was honestly smiling to myself all week, thinking of how <laughs> thinking of how fast my internet would be. Smiling I get this guy. <laughs> I waited I patiently for myself. my. <laughs> I'm in a good mood this week. I waited patiently for my appointment. I prepared the house. I prepared myself. On the day, it's more than fair to say I put my son. <laughs> I put on my Sunday best, and I stood at the door like a kid waiting for his daddy to return from his third tour. The man finally came. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting on the stoop waiting. (laughs) Holding a football and a fucking white tuxedo. He came inside and briefly checked the house. He said he needed to check outside. I waited for 20 minutes, and when he returned, he simply told me, Nah, we can't do it. (laughs) What? Why, I inquired, as if Daddy told me that he preferred going to war versus spending time with me and that he'd be returning for another tour, this time for pleasure. (laughs) The building next door is in the way, he bleats. (laughs) Bleats like a goat. Okay, I'm dumbfounded. What? (laughs) He (laughs) He shows me a picture of the telephone pole on the other side of the building that apparently is the source of my much-needed fiber. And you can't get it to my building? No, he says, as if it's a foregone conclusion. Let me stress to you now that my building is a mere 40 minutes, uh, sorry, 40 feet from this pole. We'd have to build it to get to your house. Uh, And so he says, okay, so can you build it? I can't (laughs) believe I'm walking him through the process. (laughs) And he says, no, it's too expensive. And I said, are there no other places to get the connection? And he walks over to the other side of my house, and we stand at a window. He points to the pole, another pole that's approximately 40 feet in the other direction, clearly hooked up to the house across the street. I can't see through the windows, but if I could, I would have seen them laughing to themselves about how fast (laughs) they were able to torrent episodes of Westworld. They probably know what happens at the end of season four by this point, and they haven't even shot it yet. That pole, he says bluntly. And I said, okay, we can't connect to that one. <laughs> we both stare out the window like two lovers <laughs> pining over the same woman. This is the first time in my life that I found a pole attractive. I can't stress enough how close it is. We're literally looking at it from my window. No, he says. The man exits my house, leaving me like a feudal serf, able to see the castle grounds, but never to attain royal status. Amir, <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't... So this guy lives even closer to fiber than me. He's like across the street. He can see the pole 40 feet from his house. And the guy's like, yeah, I wouldn't, it can't connect because there's a building in the way. What are they talking about? Isn't it a fucking wire? Like, it is the- a wire. It goes from the pole to the house. Like, how how much closer does a pole need to be? I guess if the it's... The point is that you have the wire. <laughs> I guess the wire can't cross the street. I... Like, the wire can go to the building next to it, but not, like, 
cross the street over the street, a single wire, maybe not. That does make sense. I mean, you don't really see that. You don't see that when you're driving down the street. Yeah, wires that cross. But like, I mean, I'm sure there are wires that cross the street, right? I just, we completely ignore wires, but they must be everywhere. I guess it it bumps me a little bit, the notion of of seeing a wire crossing the street, but it must exist. Yeah. And then uh, the idea that this guy ordered it, they said it was available and they still couldn't get it. Really makes me think that your theory of just get slow internet and then upgrade it, hopefully they can just plug it into your house, makes me very skeptical. Yeah, but at the same time, what do you have to lose? Or, sorry, what the hell do you my have fast, to lose? <laughs> my fast weekend speed. I see. But, like, if if you ask them to come and connect the slow internet, he comes, you say, why don't you just do the fast one? He says no. Then you could just be like, you know what? Never mind. Don't do anything then. <laughs> you clearly aren't interested in giving me fiber. <laughs> yeah, like, you, we can't do that. I don't I'm starting think- to think it won't work. I don't even think that really wastes his time that much because like he doesn't care if he installs the internet or not clearly. You yeah. Know? It's just it's a he doesn't get paid per connection. No, not at all. He gets to just all. go and you're and you're like, "You know what? Can you do fast?" He says, "No." Then you're like, "Fine. Then I'm going to keep Spectrum or keep <laughs> Time Warner whatever the hell you have." And then that's it. <laughs> why not try why not just give it a shot all right so i'll ask to install internet they'll say fiber is not available i'll say fine whatever just come and install the 18 megabytes down then when the guy gets here i'll just play dumb and be like you said it was fiber <laughs> yes have you ever this is there's like a hack um, it's a bait and in, switch but in my favor yeah there's a hack in california that i that I've used twice because you know, like they have those old school furnaces that take like a pilot light. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time where, oh wait, no, I think I only used it once, but like the pilot light on my furnace went out and they didn't, uh, like the LADWP didn't have, or the gas or whatever it is, couldn't come out to my house for like two and a half weeks. So meanwhile, I had no heat or hot water for two weeks. And it was like California winter. So it wasn't like unbearably cold, but it was like very uncomfortable in the house, you know? Like, yeah, like below 50s. 50 degrees. Yeah. And then you have to take a freezing cold sa- shower. So th- then during that time, I learned that if you say you smell a gas leak, they have to come immediately. And then once they're there, you could be like, can you turn on the pilot light just while you're here? And then uh, interesting. So why um, don't I just. Why don't so, I yeah, take I, that to an extreme? I'll just fucking call nine one one. They get they say I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I think I can't breathe. And then when they get here, be like, I'm feeling fine. Can you actually install fiber? <laughs> uh, no, you say I like okay. You you call them. You say I can't get up. I need help. And then they come, and then you show them your computer. Like, see, I can't get up. I can't get above 15, 15 down and one up. <laughs> oh, so when you said I can't get up, you meant I can't yeah. get fast upload so it wasn't speeds. Even, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even a lie. All right, how about this? Hostage situation. So yeah. I pay an actor on Craigslist to hold up my house. I'd be like, just fucking do whatever he wants. And they're like, what the fuck do you want? A fucking getaway car, a million dollars, a helicopter? What is it? And he's like, I just want this house to have fucking fiber. 
And then they're like, I can't do that. The building is across the street. He's like, I don't give a shit. Find a way. And then he's like so method that he kills you. Yeah, but I'm buried in high-speed internet, so I don't even fucking give a shit. It was worth it. <laughs> Bury me in a thousand up. By the way, while we're talking about all this stuff, my brother was like, oh, yeah, I guess my internet's a little slow up in San Francisco and upgraded his to Sonic Fiber, which isn't available in Los Angeles. So at the very least, Ben Blumenrose has speeding high internet because of me. I'm glad I can help him out. That is really cool. Actually, I'm going to my parents' house tomorrow for the first time. We're going to go outside in their backyard, maybe swim in their pool. Oh. And uh, I'm going to check to see how fast their internet is because... There might be a way I can siphon some of it without the old man finding out. <laughs> if there is there a speed that your parents' internet could be that would make you move home? <laughs> Imagine internet so fast you live with your dad for it. <laughs> your mom's you, doing your laundry, cooking dinner again, and guess what? You're getting fucking blazing hot speed from the <laughs> guest room. I, I, God, I would be so jealous of my mom if she had 200 megabytes up and she didn't even fucking stream Mario Kart for it. No, your mom, ha she has been streaming. She has been streaming. Oh, yeah. She, she has that Twitch night. channel. Yeah, yeah. She, does a, she does a Twitch for uh, Earwolf. Yeah, she got an Elgato HDS Plus and she's been playing Fortnite with <laughs> a bunch of tweenagers. Do you think you'll do masks when you are in the backyard with the parents or are you going to be like so far away that that is fine? Yeah, I think we'll mask it up until we get to the backyard. And then once we're there and we're like six to 10 feet away, that'll be far enough of a distance plus outside for me to feel like at least we're taking it easy. Yeah, that is nice. So you haven't seen your parents since March. No, I have. They've like, sometimes they drop off some stuff or I'll go over there and pick up some stuff, but never like in an extended time. I see. So tomorrow's the first time you'll spend time with them. Yeah. And also yesterday was the first time I went to a friend's house. I went to Jesse's backyard and we played video games from 10 feet apart from each other. So starting to creep back much like the protesters behind me, I'm starting to creak back into normal life to see what that's going to feel like. Right. It's funny that like playing video games from 10 feet apart outside with your friend is normal life. Like, yeah, with a face that's, shield. That's how much we miss just like fucking human interaction <laughs> that I'll be like, oh, okay, you know what? If I can just be on a roof and be 15 feet away and we can wave, that'll be good enough. I think you can do that seemingly safe. There's all this stuff about the outdoors being nice and distance being nice. And it feels like unless you're like standing really close to someone who actually has it and they're coughing and hacking, you're relatively safe, all things considered. Yeah, we've been, and we've been doing that like a little bit, just like hanging out on stoops in New York City, like from 10 feet away or like distant, going on walks and stuff. Yeah. Distant hangs. Distant hangs all outside. I haven't been in anyone's apartment in like three months that's fucking crazy oh god no you definitely can't be in a house no and forget about any high-rise office buildings that's that's a no-go well i go to the headgum office because no one else does that's right and that's that's the 97th floor of the freedom tower <laughs> god i wish that'd be awesome <laughs> we own an eighteen thousand square foot loft uh you, no you have not gone into the headgum office in la right i have i went there last week for a zoom interview for buckets basketball mm. podcast oh yeah you had to you can't do a fucking zoom interview 
No, God, Not are you kidding me? Did you get the, have the director of The Last Dance on it? Yeah, Jason Hare was on Buckets. Me and That's Billy talked to Yeah, he's a huge Jake and Amir fan. Interesting. Why didn't he interview us for the um, fucking the Jordan doc? Why didn't he interview us for the Jordan doc? Because we had yeah, nothing to do with fan, the... We <laughs> yeah, but I would have participated and he would have got a chance to meet my ass. <laughs> yeah, he met hundreds of basketball players, actual people who are involved with Michael Jordan. He talked to yeah, Scottie but... Pippen, Phil Jackson... Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, Obama. I could have been in the Obama episode. I obviously shouldn't be in like a basketball heavy episode because I don't really have much to say. You have no connection. Subject. Yeah, you're barely watching. Did you even watch Michael Jordan play on TV? I was saying I could be in the Obama episode. (laughs) Yeah, the Obama episode was like the first episode. It was a pretty big like leaping off point, talking to people who are of importance in Chicago at the time. Well, I wouldn't have anything to really say about Chicago. (laughs) I know, but I could. Yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say I could wax on other sports. You don't even like Michael Jordan that much, actually. You're a huge LeBron fan, so your interview would just be like, I think Braun's the goat. I I didn't really watch basketball. That's why it'd be a sort of interesting take, because I also think that Roger Federer's the goat. (laughs) See, this is exactly why. I actually, I just think it's worth considering other goats sports-wise. He said he didn't even interview LeBron James about it because he wasn't involved in the NBA then. Why would he interview somebody who actually never grew up watching or playing basketball? Other people that have been in that show weren't involved in the NBA. Like, Barack Obama was yeah, not in the NBA. Not, you don't have to bring up the Obama one. The Obama one was because he's the president. He mm-hmm. lived in Chicago. He has a personal connection to MJ. He has a personal connection to the city. Don't forget about Obama. Okay. Nobody else had nothing to do with Chicago or the NBA or Michael Jordan. And you couldn't have been in the Obama episode. I probably, if he had asked me... <laughs> If he had asked me to do it, I would have been like, I don't know what I could possibly say. Like, give, yeah, like I yeah. would have. You would have declined would, the interview request. And I, I don't think I would have declined. I would have come up with something kind of like eloquent and meaningful on the day. I would have just like pulled something right. out of my ass. So let's say, hey, what do, what do you think of Michael Jordan? Did you watch I, him growing up? <laughs> I like LeBron. <laughs> the the steal, the block. <laughs> The shot, the chase down, nice, that yeah. type of shit. <laughs> so you watched a basketball game in 2016, and you want to be in a part I of I have that. a Hanes beefy tee. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> Jordan was the spokesperson, or? Because he's what? Never mind. Forget okay. it. All right, that's a wrap. That's a cut. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Did I give you anything usable, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I'm not even wearing a mic. A Jordan, as I call it. I trip over the craft service table. <laughs> oh! Oh! Fuck! You land on Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Sir, who the fuck are you? You tall drink of water. You clumsy ass. You pushed me into this Ritz cracker stand. <laughs> Did you finish The Last Dance? Um, no, I think I'm on episode nine right now. Oh, wow. No spoilers. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful, beautiful, beautiful doc. Well-made doc. And mm. shout out to Jason. You can listen to the whole interview on headgum.com. Cool. Um, all right. We're at the halfway point. Whoa. Let's take a break and uh, thank some sponsors. And we'll be back with real questions and answers after this. Later. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness, of a fitnessnah.com. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitnessnah thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we have returned. Hola. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I do. Really? Um, 
Naps. Naps, folks. You pro, you anti, is it new to you? It is, I'm pro. It's not Mm. new, new, but I did just recognize how powerful they can be. A 10 minute nap really goes a long way. Interesting. I feel like there's times when I'm like, feel like I'm tired and burnt out and I'm like, I could take a nap, but then I'm like, no, I'm too wired. I won't be able to sleep. For example, I was feeling like that yesterday. I was uh-huh. feeling like really like tired, but also a little like frantic, manic energy. Just like I couldn't focus on one thing. It felt like there was a million things on my mind that I like couldn't quiet down. Uh huh. Um, which is to me, I'm like, that's the last. Like I won't be able to sleep. But then I like put my head down. I shut my eyes, and in like two minutes, I was out. And I just passed out. Like a power nap, 10, 15 minutes, fully recharged. I woke up and I'm like. Wow, I'm really glad I did that. So interesting. I so think you, taking a nap when you think you shouldn't or you think you can't actually helps. Do you remember what time that nap was? Um, that was at 11:45 p.m. And so I <laughs> napped from around then yeah. until like nine. Right. <laughs> so that sleep. You had a 10-hour huh. overnight. <laughs> okay. That's not okay. a quote power nap. Okay. <laughs> you were tired because the day was over. No, that was it. I took a, I think it was like a 4.35 uh, p.m. nap. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. My rules on nap is like, I, I try to do it when it's still light out. Like once it's dark, I'm like, I can't nap. And f- sometimes 5 p.m. Yeah. is like a winter nighttime nap, which really fucks yeah. me up. And then I like, I, I agree with you. Like, as soon as I hit REM, like, that's enough. Like, it's almost like yeah. you're dunking your head underwater uh, into def- subconscious and like you emerge feeling a little more well rested. There's like diminishing returns because sometimes a nap can feel so good and you just want to give in and you're like, I'll sleep for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you wake up and you're like, I, I'm, this is weird. It feels like you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're, yeah. you're really out of sorts. I think a 10 minute nap is, is like a fucking it's like taking a limitless pill (laughs) although i will say i think the 10 minute naps that i'm talking about and you're talking about only exist like when you also got a full night of sleep like if you only slept two to four hours the night before because something went terribly wrong you probably need more than that 10 minute extra recharge definitely yeah we're talking about after a full night of sleep but then also a full day Mm -hmm. yeah a full definitely after a full like an active day yeah, a little turbo boost to get you to the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have, uh, I, I, I've grown to recognize the kind of tired that I need to have to fall asleep. Like, there's some that just like I feel kind of like exhausted, but not necessarily sleepy. But then like there are certain levels of tired that I reach where I'm like, oh, I feel myself like sinking into the bed, sinking into the subconscious, sinking into the REM. Yeah, wait, you're talking that with like a nap or just in general? With a like pre-nap, I, I've come to recognize what kind of tired requires a nap and what kind of is just general, maybe more boredom than exhaustion. Yeah. I think in the in these last few months, I've like just learned to just give in to sleep when I feel it coming. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting tired. I could sleep. I'm going to do it. And then I just instantly go to sleep. And I then do you wake yourself up? Um, I mean, if it's if it's a nap, then I I can count on myself to wake up in like ten or fifteen minutes. I don't usually set, set an alarm. You go and to the bed, or you do it on a couch. 
couch. I I couldn't do a bed nap. That's too much for me. Yeah. Couch nap is perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. I'm pro couch for a nap, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's see if we can answer some questions. Let's do it. People are still in a a state of flux, even though they're being locked down. They're still confused about the opposite sex, if you can believe it. I can. Um, here's an interesting one from a 20-year-old Canadian lady we'll call Alanis. Nice, like Morissette. Yeah, my boyfriend of five years and I got into an argument weeks ago. Not relationship-threatening, but it still irks me today. Back in the 80s or whatever, some countries made couples getting married have blood tests to prove that they weren't related. A couple from Britain, I think, who was in love for years, got tested and they were unknowingly siblings. They were both adopted, so they never had ties to or knew their biological family. Just by chance, they met up, fell in love and stuff. Devastating. But they stayed together and just couldn't have a potentially, uh, just couldn't have potentially fucked up inbred babies. I agree with their choice to stay together since they didn't develop their love knowing that they were siblings. But my boyfriend was absolutely disgusted by this and said that if we found out we were related, he would leave me no doubt. So my question is, what would you guys do in such a situation? Should I be mad? Is there is this a test proving that my boyfriend doesn't love me unconditionally? Jake, if you found out that Jill was your sister... Would you still have married her? <laughs> Thanks, love, Alanis Morissette. What a specific quandary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, no. <laughs> Whoa, that was a fast response. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would be really, really surprised. We look so unalike. That's right. At the very least, cousins. <laughs> I think... I do think that, like, ah, maybe cousins is too far, too. But if we were, like, loosely related, second cousins, third cousins, I'd think that'd be fine. Yeah. Um, if I found out we were brother and sister, that's definitely a deal breaker. That's a game changer. <laughs> that's, that's an opt-out scenario. But I wouldn't even have to make the choice because Jill would do the exact same thing. Let's bring her in right now. <laughs> she, she has a completely different answer. What's up, brother? <laughs> no! Fuck. You... You uh, divorce her, but she, she ends up getting married to Micah, who doesn't have any problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't know. I think that things like this come up in relationships every once in a while. And it's always kind of weird because, like, they're just, they're like hypotheticals that won't happen that, like, feel like they create a gap all of a sudden that's like, it shouldn't be there anyway. Like, this girl's probably not her boyfriend's sister. Right. So it's fine. It's almost like the guy should have just said, yeah, I would stay with you. And honestly, so should you, knowing full well that this would never come up. You might if as you well err on the side of unconditional. If you found oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would rail my sister knowing that. I would feel so joyed Disgusting. to know that I Frenched my own sister. Spoken like a guy that doesn't have a sister. That's, <laughs> that's true. I wonder, yeah, I would. that's an interesting uh, experiment here. Does this guy have a sister? And do you have a brother? You know, right, because like, maybe he's just like, "Ooh, I don't want to kiss my sister," knowing that he has a sister. But if he doesn't have a sister, then it's like you don't really know what it's like. I won't even shake my sister-in-law's hand, knowing that it's borderline incest. <laughs> it's despicable, disgusting. <laughs> and this I was mean, before COVID. On, Jesus, <laughs> I I will at most bow to somebody across the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> <laughs> 
anything beyond that is just uncouth. It's perverted. It's perverse. <laughs> is this a test proving that my boyfriend doesn't love me unconditionally? I guess he doesn't love you unconditionally because that's this is a condition that he wouldn't fuck you yeah. if you were siblings. I think there are reasonable conditions that you would anyone would really agree to like unconditional love is kind of a bizarre concept if you really think about it like right like if he murder if he found out that he's been murdering animals in his spare time or like being mean to kids or like kicking old women as they cross the street that's yeah something you wouldn't love about him and that's a condition i i understand that there's aspects of that like maybe there is something wrong with him that made him kick an old woman that was crossing the street and it's not that he's not worth loving Thing. It's just that you, there's something that needs to be fixed, et cetera, et cetera. But even that, like, I feel like there's still conditions that you could make that would go so far beyond the pale that you couldn't love them anymore. <laughs> so unconditional love, in theory, is is a farce. In practice, it's it probably makes a lot more sense because people don't often do, uh, you know, go so far to the extreme. <laughs> this is you giving your vows so <laughs> yes i will stick with you through thick and thin obviously but there comes a point like i wouldn't fuck my sister guys why am will i on just, trial here's here? a 23 and me will you spit into this tube will you spit into the tube jill <laughs> we really should have done this before the ceremony i think that it's good ultimately that he wouldn't marry you if you were his sister. Apply that to anyone else in the world. You know, like if your boyfriend was dating somebody else and he found out he was their brother, would you be like, oh, you should stay with them? Or would you be like, you should break up, you know? Yeah, That's, yeah. It's hard when it's happening to you, when you're your boyfriend's sister and you're like, oh shit, we're related. What are we going to do? Right. But I don't know. All right. Not, not grounds for dismissal. Seems, Not grounds for dismissal. Seems relatively um, logical. It's fine. <laughs> in fact, it's good. It's a it's good. notch in his belt that I he's actually, being honest yeah. with you. I think it's good. I think it's ultimately good. It's actually really good. It's not uh, really good. It's he's bad. a hero, in a way. Hero, yeah. Uh, whoa, another 20-year-old female who's in Philadelphia. Oh. We'll call this one Jewel. She's from Alaska, man. Well, America. Still. Uh, hey, guys, I've been listening to you since day one and never sent my email, but now I must seek your advice. I'm 20, and I moved to Philly a few months ago, but I have not had the desire to ho- hang out or hook up with anyone. Last week, however, I started talking to the super cute guy from Bumble, and we really want to fuck. Nice. The downside? We're in quarantine. I've been completely isolated for two months, but I don't know his situation. I haven't had sex in eight months and need this dry spell to end. How do I not fuck him? Or is it okay to? He could have easily he could easily drive to me and we could have a magical time. Or we could get the virus and die. Mm. What do I do? Please help. Thanks. Love you. I think there's ways to have sex while socially distancing. Interesting. Outside, You're talking about Oh yeah reverse cowgirl or doggy style where you aren't face to face at all oh interesting i know i could i could probably do it because i have a six foot hog so like i'm still six (laughs) foot away from someone while fucking going to town because my hog is so long (laughs) well six feet you couldn't be six feet and 
go to town and still fucking someone because actually from six feet it would only just touch so <laughs> yeah you'd actually have to have a 12 foot hog like i do <laughs> what yeah so that way you can be six foot long and six foot inside someone that's right 12 <laughs> foot hard <laughs> but when i spit i can't quite reach your mouth um i i i don't know i think if i were it's hard for me to give advice because i am like married i get to live with someone i have companionship i think if i were single and i was living by myself i would have broken the rules i would i would have like found somebody on one of the dating apps been like have you been quarantining are you relatively safe i wear a mask when i go outside i'm pretty cool i don't feel sick i want to see you i would do that yeah (laughs) but would you recommend (laughs) would you recommend it i the podcast is called if i were you okay and (laughs) I feel like I can't with a straight face tell them not to do this. <laughs> and since we're recording this as a video, you feel like you're extra on the spot. I can't. Yeah, I would do it. I would have. I am sorry. I I don't I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, and this is why she shouldn't do it because this guy's probably also given into temptation m- yeah. with more than just you. I think. I could. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth thinking about that in your calculations that. That you might be being honest, but he's solid chance he's lying. <laughs> yeah, and is that fine? There's still there's always a risk. There's always a risk. And I think kissing maybe sex without kissing is less dangerous because you're not swapping spit. Yeah. No oral stuff. I mean just and no kissing. Okay, kids? Yeah. If you go straight to the sex and never actually, and you're both wearing masks. And if you're fucking, do it on the roof, okay? <laughs> Can you do it outside? Can you do Make it outside? Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of follow-up questions that will raise or lower his risk profile. Does he live with roommates? Do his, do his roommates go to work in a factory? Are they a doctor? Do they come home every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he live by himself? Has he been quarantined? You don't quite know the answers to all this stuff and also like putting yourself at risk does that mean like that means you're not going to be able to like see your parents or see your friends or you'll you know that that makes it so you um are putting people you love and care about at risk as well that's right if you're gonna like hang out at an old folks home maybe don't have sex with a stranger right Mm -hmm. now yeah i would like to know the people that are getting sick right now in los angeles like at a hospital today getting admitted have they been as careful as me and just randomly got it on a walk? Or is it like these are people who are going to work every day or uh, providing some essential service and accidentally came in contact with the virus? I think I heard in New York that the most of the new cases were like non-essential workers who had been at home. Like, I, they don't know exactly where they're catching it, but like basically people that had been self-isolating but they're more at-risk people, like people, older people, that type of thing. I see. So not um, necessarily. Basically, I want to go one by one to the people who are like, are you like me? Did you stay at home mostly, but you went to Whole Foods once and handled an avocado? Or is yeah. it like, are you going to fucking parks and protests and swimming pools and talking to people in public a lot? Right. Are you That's, wearing a mask outside? I'd love to know. Yeah. How come they don't have that data? They must, but I think it's just all so fucking messy. Yeah, we, and we know, like, the numbers, but we don't know quite the stories behind the numbers. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe because of privacy laws and stuff like that. Maybe. I think it's all just also happening in real time. So we can't just like, hey, all the people that got sick yesterday, uh, they were all wearing masks, but like they're all going to different hospitals. Like compiling all that information is hard. Yeah. Unless, I mean, it's what probably unlikely, you but you can't do shit. <laughs> I'm just thinking outside What's the unlike, bun a little. Yeah, if I started a Tumblr, or I guess an OnlyFans of sorts, okay. in which I, websites. yeah, in which I zoom, or actually I wear a GoPro on my face. You're making it so convoluted. A Tumblr and for or eight, an OnlyFans where you have and, a GoPro or a zoom. So you haven't decided for, on any platform any or any equipment yet. And then for $8 a month, I will go door to door at a fucking hospital interviewing people who are sick and ask them their age, their gender, their race, their That's story. It. That's it will happening. be done in privacy. It will be done in confidence. It will be done in privacy? <laughs> it will be done in jest. Yes. <laughs> you are jest. What? You're infinite jest. <laughs> In <laughs> that I'm long and no one's ever finished me. That mm-hmm. six foot hog <laughs> with a twelve foot hose. Uh, yeah, I want some more data. Is all I don't know. Is that too much to ask? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, we all want it. I thought of an idea for our. Um, we're starting to do bonus videos on our Patreon where we just record the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this Tuesday, remember the idea of us taking an SAT? Yeah. So, like, we get a practice SAT and we start answering, see if we can answer questions from it. Almost together, sort of dip our toes in the water. Like, do I remember what this fucking analogy is? Nice. Yeah. Do you have an SAT? Is it, are we doing, uh, do you have an SAT question right now? I don't, but for Tuesday, I'm saying we can try to stump each other with SAT questions. I really like that. Let's see if I can pull up an SAT question. Okay. Just want to see Something English or um, math, verbal or math? Um, What do you want? I mean, I want math, but I'm afraid it won't translate very well when you start describing it to me like the sides of a triangle or something. Right. Okay. So let's do um, a sample verbal. Let's do reading comp and give me 48 minutes to read a fucking story <laughs> and answer three questions. Should we do a vocab one? Okay. A vocab. All right. Let me see. I'm trying to think back to my days of studying words from a book called Word Smart that's like SAT words that are meant to stump you or something. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, ready? <laughs> yeah. Sullen, sullen is to smile as A, gleeful is to joy, reluctant is to willingness, <laughs> respectful is to courtesy, evasive is to fear, composure is to conscience. Wow. So right off the bat, none of them stick out to me. Sullen is to smile. So when you're not sullen, you smile. So I have to say, when you're not X, you're Y. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so read when you're not the first word, you are the second word. Right. Well, sort uh, of. So, what, sullen is to smile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and As then give me the options again. <laughs> gleeful is to joy. When you're not gleeful, you aren't joy. No, that one's not correct. Right. Uh, reluctant <laughs> is to willingness. When you are reluctant, you aren't. Oh, yes, it's that one. Reluctant and willingness. Opposites. Uh, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. I got a 1600. I honestly, I think it's correct. There's, I can't click through to the answer. <laughs> so I think it's correct, though. 
Um, we should <laughs> we should definitely do this. That's that's very fun. Yeah, I also had you and I some, taking a sample essay too. Had <laughs> some weird flashbacks trying to figure this out to my high school days in a cold room. I wonder how people are taking the SATs now. I, there's a couple of schools I read that weren't using them anymore. Isn't like the USC system going off the SAT? And, oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're like just not counting test scores. Yeah, like University of California schools are not doing that. Yeah. I was I also saw like the other day, like AP Bio was trending because like kids were taking that AP Bio test online and tweeting about it. I'm like, how do you take an AP test <laughs> while you're at home using the internet? Yeah, That no. seems risky behavior. God, I would have been cheating so hard. I'm sure they are. Um, all right. That's it. That's our time. Let's get this puppy online just in time for Memorial Day. Happy oh, Memorial yeah. Day, everyone. Happy Memorial Day, fam. The unofficial start of summer. Let's fucking go. Let's go ham. Let's, Let's go out. Let's fucking do this. Let's fuck on a roof, kids. Go to your friend's house and stay 31 feet away and eat a hamburger through a mask and leave. Perfect. Uh, the opening theme song was written by Luke. This closing one was written by somebody else. Let's see. Uh, oh, Reese Alexander, who made a John Wolfe-style song. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. He has a YouTube channel called Ignore the Spots to Plug. So check out Reese's YouTube channel. Uh, and if you have your own questions or theme songs, send them all down to show at gmail.com. We still need it all. We're still yes. recording. Always. in our own special way uh, and we'll be back next week more videos on our patreon and more of us talking on the headgum podcast that's right that's a uh, jeffrey james hosting it's us too it's riley it's we're gonna get some more headgum friends and family on there as soon it's as possible so subscribe it's to the headgum podcast it's been a mess both times in a fun way i think yeah, if you guys like this uh, show, you will definitely like that one. So check it out. And we'll be back next week. See you guys. Bye. Later. What gets him off is just knowing in the back of his head that people are scrambling. That he's disrupting. Yeah, the yeah. status quo. Well, things are different because of him and always for the worst. <laughs> he's a villain. Yeah, he's a villain. He's a social villain for yeah. sure. There's a lot of it is just me being a, a public nuisance, a dickling, and a chaos creator. Yeah, and then I'll howl at the moon and yeah. say, I am John Wolf. <laughs> How is he still around? How is he still alive? How is he not in jail? Because technically, none of the things he's doing is illegal. Yeah. John Wolf went to a crowded pool and pooped in it. He actually passed the buck onto a like, 75 year old, and then they suspected Wolf and they tested the feces. And it was hers. He must have. He tampered with the evidence. I don't know, dude. That was a HeadGum podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum happy hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are. Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder-Laitman of Exploration Live. And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? 
Yeah, Go ahead. Nilly Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right, bye.